Do you have a great idea, but don't know where to start in creating it? Have you started an idea, but don't know what direction you need to take it in? Karma Comics and our team of creatives can help you take your creation from a simple idea to a masterpiece. Visit www.karmacomics.org and schedule an idea consultation. Let us foster your idea, empower your creativity, and manifest your legacy. Are you in your car right now? I had to go. Get, no, I had to get Jack's. Uh, I had to go get Jack's uh, football stuff, and Aaron ordered it from a Dick Sporting Goods. Instead of the Dick Sporting Goods that's two blocks down the street, she ordered it from the one in and and like <laughs> bumfuck Maryland that was thirty six miles away. She wanted some time alone, Steven. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, no, we get we get we we get in the car and we're pulling out of the we're pulling out of the parking lot. And immediately she's like, I'll oh, slow down. Don't do this. Don't do that. I'm like, do you want to stay here? <laughs> like, you don't see. We're not. We haven't left yet. You don't seem to be having a Were you time. on the phone with me um, while you were driving? Because she might be like, you need to pay attention to the road instead of calling people whitey. Honestly, like that's. <laughs> but that's such a good word, man. Like, it is a good word. I'm not. I'm not yeah, wanting to take it back. So, like, I'm just yeah, saying, like that's it's a beautiful word. A lot of people don't use it enough. Um, all right, so let's talk about something else. So, my primary question to you, my friend, as a leftist, as a lefty, as a lucky lefty, I have a few actually. Um, let's start with the, in the next two years. Does the House and Senate? hold their democratic majority and if so by how many numbers how many numbers increase in the senate how many numbers increase in the house now in the house right now it is like 213 or like no no, i'm sorry 222 to like 213 or something like that Uh so it's very close margin it's like maybe seven or eight seats seven or eight seat difference um, I think the house is two thirty two two thirteen if I remember correctly. I could be wrong. It, there's that's too many numbers. Um, let me see. I'm gonna cheat again. I'm I'm pulling out the the old phone and. There's nothing wrong with using a Google machine, man. I just I'd like to know these things. Um, before before we get into this, I wanna speaking of using words like whitey and old white. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, <laughs> One of my favorite, one of my favorite sports clips of old white ever is. Do you remember? Ah, oh man, what was his name? I can't remember his name now. Um, but the big uh, was it Detroit Pistons fight? Yeah. Um. Uh, where, meta. Meta. Uh, meta World Peace. Yeah, Ron Artest. Yeah, Ace started beating up the fans, and then like there was a there was a the, the one guy that threw his drink and then ran off and then left his friend who had a <laughs> who got blasted in the face <laughs> and then he was just like standing there like but then like if you watch that if you watch that when he's like he beats up that <laughs> that's like five foot eight 130 pound white guy right. and then like if you if you pause the frame and look off to the side there's like older whites <laughs> that are like their faces are the best 
What oh, are they man, like terrified or what? Like, yeah, I'm just terrified. They're like, oh! <laughs> it's the best, 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 single best sports clip in the history of sports. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> so I was closer than you were. Okay, there's 211 Republicans right now and 220 Democrats. Um, there's yeah. four vacancies. Oh, two. Uh, you didn't say. It. You said like 400 uh, Democrats. <laughs> no, no, no. I said 232. <laughs> you said there's 400 Republicans and 800 Democrats. You're like, what? That's that's an army. I don't. I mean, uh, anyway. So two of the Republicans died. So that's why I said 213. I forgot about that. And then I said 222 Democrats, but two one resigned because he works in the uh, Biden administration, and the other one resigned. So I was right, but I forgot that two of them died and two of them resigned. Okay, so don't come at me, bro. Um, secondly, um, why are you avoiding this question? I understand like racial stuff can be a little touchy, so you want to like not answer directly because you know you don't want to say the wrong thing. You don't want the N word to slip out, right? Um, but why are you avoiding this? I question? don't know. I don't. I don't know how House majority is a racial question, but continue. No, I'm saying you avoid questions all the time. So the previous segment, you avoided the question about race, and I said it could get a little touchy because the N word could slip out. And you never really know. The Oklahoma could kick in, and then. You know, you're you're starting to rant about you know interracial relationships and stuff like that. But I'm talking yeah, about I'm this. My, I'm, my, I'm on the radio. You want me to do my best, Don Imus? <laughs> don't do the Don Imus. Don't, don't do the nappy head. <laughs> please do not talk about the nappy heads of Wakanda, please. <laughs> Could we? <laughs> the nappy heads. I want everybody to understand of... that he's the one that said all these things. Oh, I'm they know my voice. My fans know me. They know that this is not <laughs> right. This is not politically correct. I've probably already been canceled. Like I don't know. I just don't know it yet. Um, He's the one that said Don Imus was the greatest person in the I world. <laughs> is he still I'm alive? At old wife. Is Don Imus still alive? Does not matter? Uh, no, no, it doesn't. Um, but why are you avoiding the question? Who's going to be? Who's if the Demi- are the Democrats going to win in twenty twenty two? I didn't even realize you were finished asking that question. My question was, the Democrats hold the majority in the House and In the, the Senate. Senate, yeah. I said, Are they going to hold it in 2022? That was my question. I also wanted to just make sure that you knew that it's a very tight margin in the House. So I just told you that it was a 213 to 222. And then you said, no, it's 232 to 213. And I said, that's too many seats. And then I had to look and I it also up. said that I think I, I was like I think that I, I I'm actually wrong in that. I did say that I was I, I could be wrong. You like whispered that because you always you say that you said you were wrong, but I don't think you've ever said those words out loud. So can you play just back the tape? Yeah. Play back the tape. <laughs> you always say that. I can't. Okay. <laughs> if I play back the tape, it's gonna prove that you're wrong, and I want my listenership to go up and not down. Play back the tape. You know, if there's one if person who's we consistently on, wrong on this thing, then we won't. If we were on, if we were on Ellen, she would have the ability to play back the tape. I don't understand. Uh, Ellen apparently is a bitch, so I don't, uh, I don't endorse the usage of that name on this show. Or James Corden. Don't you dare say James Corden on this show. Why? Because apparently he's an asshole. What? Who said that? Everyone. He was almost canceled this summer. Nobody. 
No, he wasn't. He was almost canceled. He was. No, he wasn't. Oh my god! I'm gonna send you ads, and I need Ellen to read was, them. Ellen was Ellen was almost canceled. So was James Corden. Every, yeah, James Corden no, was almost wasn't. canceled. The only thing that saved him is that he gives money out of his pocket to people who need it on his show. James Corden was not almost canceled. He was almost canceled. I know it's hard to believe. I know how much you love English um, uh, punditry, but he was almost canceled. Yeah, I do. I love it. I know you do. Simon Cowell, Pierce Morgan. I all love it. I know you love Pierce Morgan. (laughs) That piece of shit. I know you love him. (laughs) What's Aaron saying? Huh? What's Aaron saying? Oh, she she's, like, she's like, she's in for someone who has a podcast about current events. You don't know anything about current events. <laughs> right? She's talking about you, right? <laughs> tell him, <laughs> Air Bear. You? No, tell him, Air Bear. You <laughs> knock him down a peg, girl. Do not let him get away with this. Because he always, he beats me, but you can't beat her. I know that. <laughs> you can challenge me all day and beat me, but you won't beat her. She needs to get on the show. Right, back, to the, back to the question. Back to the question. Mm-hmm. I would like there's, there's a two-part answer. Okay. I would like to think that people are smart enough to see and, and uh, be able to read and understand what's going on in front of them and vote properly for their best for their self-interests, mm. which would mean that Democrats would have a vastly superior majority. Come 2022. However, that's probably not going to happen. So you think what's probably going to happen? Okay. What's probably going to happen is COVID's going to go away to a certain degree. People are going to stabilize economically, and they're going to be like, "See, fucking Donald Trump did it for us. What Joe Biden never do?" Still, because still they're going to they're going to do it. Because nobody understands how legislation oh works. <laughs> oh my god, you're scaring me! And like so, I, I didn't. I asked the question like confidently, and then now I'm like very scared. Um, I'm, a, I'm a realist, man. Half the people shouldn't vote in this country. True. Oh my god. So I what about say, the Senate? Say, you think the both, say, both houses are going I would say from North Texas, as far east as. Um, really just the middle of America, honestly, in Texas and Florida. I, yeah, I think I just love Texas, Chicago, and, and New York. Well, no, Chicago vote, is blue. Fine. Illinois is blue. Okay? We're a blue yeah. state. Okay? So is California, and, and so is New York. And But those people need a voice, too, Stephen. Like, I, I truly believe that they do need a voice. I don't think that their vote should be as equal as, say, the people in New York. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or the people in California, the state. Or the people. Well, I mean, in... that's, but that's I. That's I. I 100% agree. That's why. That's why I'm a huge advocate for abolishing the electoral college. 100%. The electoral college. If you the want, electoral college if you want your candidate to win as a Republican, in the 1800s, y'all need to go out and vote. 
y'all it doesn't matter that most of the people want this guy to win so your this guy gets most that gets that number that's retarded if you want your right. guy to win you go out and vote it doesn't matter that more republicans want to vote this time you know what i'm saying every number of right. people should matter right everybody's votes uh, yeah, not just like a section of the <laughs> you know what i mean I, it just it upsets me so it is an old racist racial system it's a racist system i actually i actually one of my fa- my my favorite you know and every every system got flaws but my favorite system mm. is canada's uh prime minister system What's that? i i like i i like that uh so they vote for a party Right, and then the party chooses the leader, and then if the people don't like the leader, they vote no confidence. The leader gets removed, and the party chooses a new leader. But when an election time comes around, they're just voting for a party. Mm. They're voting for a set of ideas. I like that a lot too, actually. I, I've never known that. I, I don't really pay attention to the way things work in other countries because I'm American. First off. Second of all, no, no. Well, we I mean, if you want to live in Canada, just go to Canada, Stephen. I mean, like this is America. Like we only care about our systems. I don't know how you know so much about other country systems. That that, that seems a little bit. Uh, we have to know. No, I no, I mean, that seems a little sketchy. It seems like you're a communist. So what I'm saying is, um, sounds like you're arguing isolationist. <laughs> Are you wow. I sound no <laughs> no no. <laughs> Please do I not put him. that on my I show. <laughs> don't make me I answer. I can fill the maga. I can fill the maga hat here. Like, dude, <laughs> I'd like take the hat off and put it down. Um, just in case you're right. Just just in case you can't actually feel something, I took it off. Um, I'm not a Trump supporter whatsoever. Okay, I actually didn't care about Trump until it was election season this this past season. I didn't care that he was the president it, because nothing really affects me. Anything he does doesn't affect me. I don't care, right? But when he started to talk, because for some odd reason, I don't know, I have a kindred chip with the Latin community. Now, they don't like me very much, but I really care about everything that happens with the Latin community because I know the history of why Mexico is the way it is. And like most everything else is because of the United States. So what bothers right. me that the immigration policy was what it was, right? It seemed a little barbaric, but anybody who can read a paper knows that Obama and Biden deported more people than Donald Trump. Okay? Legally. Legally. Like, that's what I'm saying. So do it the right way. And you can, it doesn't have to be a barbaric system. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to lose your humanity right. to, to call so-called aliens, to get so-called aliens out of this country. And even the fact that they call them aliens bothers me. Because right. where they're going belongs to them, technically. You remember the Treaty of uh, Guadalupe Hidalgo? To where the Mexicans were forced to either sign the treaty or fight America. Right. And that was the downfall of modern Mexico. Okay? And and uh-huh. what's so disgusting about that treaty is because nobody talks about it. And nobody talks about the reason why the conditions are in Mexico and the, the reason why they can't get stable leadership, why they can't get, you know, you know, 
proper care and education in, in Mexico is because of the United States. <laughs> so how dare they uh-huh. not let those people come into their rightful country? Right. Anyway, and that's why I don't like to talk about my political views, like my personal views, is because it, it upsets me. It gets me really angry because there's a lot of deep history into our political systems. A lot of deep history. So to call myself a Democrat or a Republican is is me ignoring all of history because historically the Democrats are the party of the Klan. <laughs> Why would I call myself that? <laughs> In any form, like they haven't been the party of the Klan for decades, right? But right. Why would I call myself a Democrat? I, I just can't in good conscience call myself that. And Republicans now are the party of the Klan anyway. So, um, my back to I the original honestly, point. Honestly, anymore, I don't even know. I don't even know what any of those titles mean anymore. You know what I mean? Uh, especially so, Republican. So, like, Can you imagine calling yourself a Republican now? You're calling yourself a Trump supporter. No. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. Like, yeah. don't call eight hey, people. Anyone listening, do not call yourself a Republican because people like me and I'm sure people like Stephen who have some common sense will will think you're a Trump supporter, <laughs> or at least a Mitch McConnell supporter. Like, what are you a Republican for now? It's, it's such an easy line to find, right? Right. Well, I'm it's, a Republican. Oh, well, he's a racist asshole. But, right. You know what but, I mean? I'm not even he, rich. There's so many Republicans that aren't rich. There's a very small number of Republicans that are rich, but there's a lot of them that aren't a, rich. And, it's, and you know, it's it's, it's, it's it's also to be serious for a minute. It's also kind of sad, like right, like mm-hmm. uh, before you could you could just find disagreements and agreements and be on different sides of things and and it'd be okay. But like, calling yourself a Republican now, when the vocal majority of the party um, believes that the people on the left are a part of some national cabal to enslave children and use them as sex slaves and, and like and eat them like really it's insane it's literally insane it's insane when you can take into account that we just got to Mars like when you take into account that we can't even like legally they can't get into your Apple phone without Apple's permission like the government can't get into Apple's like system. They, there's just no way they can without Apple's permission because the the function is just too complicated, too intricate, right? That's why you, I still use Apple. Right when you when you take into account that the president of the United States is 78 years old, about to be 79 in, in November, right? Like when you take all these things into account, when we can't even agree that wearing a mask will help protect people, do you really think that there's like this clandestine, um, you know, like this this uh, Illuminati, like you, you know what I mean? Like there's no secret group in America. I can tell you that because we're not smart enough to have a secret group. There's so much publicity on just things that don't matter that if there was a secret group, somebody would out them. Someone would say, I escaped a secret group. And then they would write a tell-all about the secret group, and then it won't be a secret anymore. <laughs> I mean, people don't... Right. People are too stupid. Like, I'm too stupid, even. Like, if I was a part of a secret group, I would tell my girlfriend. And then she'd tell her friend, like, hey, don't tell anybody. And then they'd tell somebody and say, don't tell anybody. And then it would... The secret group's not a secret anymore. They find out it's me, they kill me, and then, you know... <sighs> 
It's just people aren't smart well, enough. I, There's no like QAnon is just this just stupid made up thing that people follow because they have nothing better to do. It's the same thing with with all the people who are like, oh well, Biden and the Democrats stole the election. Like, okay, well let's let's explore that for let's a minute. Explore that. that would that Talk would let's, it, let's, let's explore that. Let's explore that thought. Talk about that it. would take thousands of people Ugh. across multiple states <laughs> all doing the same thing and none of them leaking that information. Yeah. No. I was watching Joe Biden gave a speech. On the year, that's that's just unfathomable. It's just that's totally disregarding that there was all the down ballot losses that we had. Mm. So do those are those elections false? Right, because a lot of those people that are saying that won their elections, they're like, well, the they the presidential election was fixed, but mine is fine. Like I won mine. Like I, I won my election. I won my election. I, I don't know about Joe Biden's though. Let me just tell you this. I was Joe Biden had a speech on Thursday about the one year anniversary of when America realized that the pandemic was a pandemic and shut everything down, right? Yeah. Um I wanted to just I'm a sadomasochist, so I wanted to look at the comments on the YouTube video I was watching of that speech, and the comments were just absolutely just abhorrent, right? Like, they were just terrible, terrible comments. Like, people just say the worst things that come to their little minds on the YouTube comments. So, I'm reading through them, and one of the comments was really interesting because it said, there's probably a young guy in Joe Biden's suit. Like, that's probably not even the real Joe Biden. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, so the young guy in the suit is also stuttering? (laughs) It's It's also missing words? Uh... (laughs) <laughs> okay, first, so I laughed a little bit, but then he said, obvious green screen in the back, like, you know, this is a whole fake, you know, orchestration, because Joe Biden's probably already dead, I was like, what, <laughs> are you crazy, like, I was like, Joe Biden's already dead, and somebody's pretending to be Joe Biden, uh, okay, does he also pretend to touch little girls on, like, in a, in a really, compassionate borderline creepy <laughs> way I mean I don't, know. I don't know that's a really nuanced character okay secondly when he was done with the speech he walked down the hallway you fucking idiot all those are all 50 <laughs> flags that's in the white house he'd walk down that hallway <laughs> what the fuck is... so I said dude he walked that's a real space in the white house that's where they give addresses when it involves like a national televised speech where there's no there's no media there right he gives the speech there because it's all 50 states in the back and the, the, the flags in the background and that's the that hallway leads to his personal quarters like he's right outside his like his yeah. living quarters so what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> we I, went back and forth this guy was defending himself I think you should I think you should get in contact with that guy we should talk to him I, that would be amazing Right? I, I, I should, instead of calling him a fucking idiot, I should have been like, hey, I have this podcast. I would love to understand why you think that's not the real Biden. And where is the real, like, other than being dead in your previous statement. Because, I mean, like, think about it, right? Let's, like, <laughs> right, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take off my nice Patriots hat and put my tinfoil hat on. Please put your tinfoil hat on. Right. Hmm. <laughs> and, 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 and get into this guy's brain for a minute. Right. So, 
it's a young guy in an old guy suit, and it's a green screen. Joe Biden's dead. So you're telling me we are we have progressed enough to let a a black woman get elected as vice president, but we're still racist enough to let some white guy in an old guy suit be president. It might be a black guy in an old white guy suit. I don't know. He didn't specify a color. What if it was an old... What was a young black guy in an old white man suit? That's racist. Like, I'm upset about this. If Joe, if Joe Biden is walking around as a young black man, I don't, I don't want to be a part of America anymore. I really don't. I'm out. And then imagine, imagine that they put his mask on one day, like haphazardly, and so you can like see the black eyelids and the black lips underneath. Black lips, you motherfucker! <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Black lips. <laughs> That's like hilarious. So I like this. Biden Joe Biden's like lips look a little fuller today. <laughs> his hair looks a little beady today. <laughs> Yeah, does, Joe Biden's, does Joe Biden's lips just a little <laughs> just a little a little withered today, Joe? His nostrils seem a little wider, you guys today. <laughs> <laughs> he he like goes to adjust the mic and his hand is black. You're like, what the fuck is going on? I'm sorry, crazy white dude. You were right. <laughs> There's a black man in the Joe Biden suit. Um. And then the best part about the best part about that, yeah. the best part about that whole scenario is that when it came when it came out that that was actually going on, the Trump supporters wouldn't be mad that Joe Biden was dead. There was some guy playing Joe Biden mm-hmm. because they were they were like we already knew that, but why has it got to be that black guy? Right, I don't like that guy. <laughs> Oh, it's Michael B. Jordan. I knew it. I knew it was because no other black actors get roles anymore. It's Michael B. Jordan. What if it's Michael K. Sterling as Joe? That would make so much sense. That'd be perfect. Michael B. Jordan. Kill Longer plays the long game. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's playing a mystique going on right now. Okay. Um, oh, that's hilarious. Okay, so here's my theory. Oh, actually, let me ask you the second question. So you said that you think that the Democrats won't go out to vote in 2022. So the Republicans, now that everything's back to us, like a sense of normalcy, the same trend where midterm elections, Republicans typically win. You think that that's going to be the case in 2022? Yeah, fortunately, I don't think Democrats are much of a multiple time and night love makers. I think they I think they just shoot it off once and they go to bed. I feel attacked. Anyway, so I <laughs> Okay, so my theory is that I think because of people like Stacey Abrams, because of uh Jamie Harrison being the new DNC, they understand what it means to lose grassroots. And they know that it, like you, like you just said, they understand that it takes a, a highly concentrated effort, walking people absolutely through those ballots from top to bottom to get Democrats um, out to win these seats. So I think that they pick up, they pick up eight seats in the House, and I think they pick up four seats in the Senate. 
Uh, they pick up Pennsylvania. Wonderful. They pick up North Carolina. Because North Carolina was close. People don't think about it. But North Carolina is Georgia in 2016. Where Georgia was... It was close, right? But it still went to Trump. But it was very close. And they were like, really? Georgia might go blue, right? But because Jamie Harrison is in South Carolina, he understands that his race was almost close with Lindsey Graham. So the race in North Carolina was super, super close for Joe Biden. So he goes, we're going to focus our efforts in North Carolina. We're going to refocus in Georgia. They're going to refocus because Warnock is his seat is up. So Warnock is going to have to go again. So they're going to get Georgia, keep Georgia. Okay. So that'll, that'll maintain them at 50. They're going to get Pennsylvania. They're going to get North Carolina. They're going to get, um, you think you think Warnock will 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 keep a seat? One thousand percent. Warnock beat the hell because look at this. So David Perdue was going to go against Warnock in twenty twenty two, and then pull back, right. like withdrew. He said, "No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go at Warnock because he knows that John Ossoff is a better candidate, but Reverend Warnock is is the more popular, right?" So John Ossoff right. should be president in 2024, which is going to be my next question for my next question for you. The person I would like to see as the Democratic uh, on the Democratic ticket is John Ossoff. That motherfucker is solid as fuck. He is a he is brilliant. He is an amazing human too. So that would be a really good ticket. <laughs> like like maybe him being the vice president, right? So first like Jewish in major office, right? <laughs> so it would be it would be. Kamala and Asif would be a amazing, like Davis and Asif, Harris, excuse me, Harris and Asif would be a good ticket for me. Um, but I think Warnock wins Georgia, keeps the seat, Pennsylvania um, becomes Democratic, um, North Carolina becomes Democratic. Um, Mike, no, no, what was his name? Portman, Portman, I figure he's from Utah or something like that. Maybe we get a seat in Utah. Because mm-hmm. looking at the trends over in like the what's the Sun Belt, looking at the trends in the Sun Belt, it looks like because Arizona just went for Biden, because Nevada went for Biden, because Colorado typically is blue, Mitt Romney is not going to lose his seat. <laughs> okay, but the the other seat there in Utah, I think is up for grabs, and I think that it's going to be a Democrat who takes it. Um, but. What's up? Is that's a, a good point to that? Is is Mitt Romney still a Republican in 2022? Yes, he is. He's not going to change his Republicans. Now, is Lisa Murkowski or Susan Collins going to stay Republicans? Is a question. I think Joe Manchin if, looks like he's going to be a the Republican. Republican Party. <laughs> What's up? If the Republican Party is still the Republican Party and not the Patriot Party or whatever stupid shit Donald Trump wants to call it. That's stupid. Is that what they're really talking about? I've not been seeing that. Yeah. Does somebody really say that? He's Donald Trump's talking about breaking from the Republican Party and creating the, the Patriot Party with him and all of his crazy people, which mm-hmm. means that almost all of the Republican Party is going to go that way, which would essentially kill the Republican Party. So, like, the New England Patriots are like... I mean, what do you, what do they mean, patriot? What's their definition of patriot? <laughs> I'm confused. I mean, Are they all Patriots fan? Because I'm in, okay? Because I'm a huge Patriots they think, fan. They think they're the Patriots, you know. They think they're like, you know, 
beat a U.S. Patriot. That's the you know, because Patriot, Patriot, Patriot storm the house of the people and wipe wipe shit on the wall. They shit in the Capitol, Stephen. Can we talk? <laughs> I mean, I understand being angry. I've said this on the podcast. You guys have heard me, okay? All the people listening right now. And if some of you storm the Capitol and you're listening, like, thank you. I, I don't know. That's weird. Anyway, don't listen. If you storm the Capitol and you're listening, like, don't. But thank you. But don't listen. All right, because it's chosen for you. I mean, but it's, it's like it's like this, though, right? Like, like you, you just said that you you understand being angry, right? I, I understand I that. Degree, I, I understand being angry to a degree. Right. Maybe not to the degree you understand being angry, right? Like, I'm always angry. You, we, we, we just did, we just did four hours of you railing against a bunch of movies that you've never seen and you didn't take a shit in the PC offices one time I didn't I didn't I didn't even think about it honestly now that you brought it up I like it flashed my head for a second I was like you know what you only shit in something when you've never liked it you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when you've never wanted to be a part of something, that's when you shit at it. Like, because, you know, that's the, the lowest thing you could ever do is shit on right. something. Because I shit on things metaphorically, okay? I didn't watch the movies, and I shat on them. But I didn't literally shit on these movies, okay? Because that's, that's disgusting. <laughs> and just the pure logistics of it is just, I don't know, unimaginable. I, I can't. Alyssa, my girlfriend, gonna, says I'm maybe gonna, they brought it in I'm a bag, my... <laughs> and that's the best thing we could think of. Maybe they brought it in a bag with them. And I'm gonna drive my Ford all the way from Wyoming, and I'm shitting in the. I want to shit in the capital. <laughs> I'm gonna take show, a shit in it. What? That will show all them. <laughs> what? Leftist cunts. Right. Those commie bastards. I'm gonna shit in the capital. I you know I don't know why I have a southern accent because that's that's really generalizing here but I mean they all have beards I'm not lying about that they all had just really ZZ top beards and one of those bearded folks shat in the Capitol they dropped trow in front of all those people rioting they dropped trow right in the middle of a riot and they shit on the Capitol and wiped it on the walls and how did they wash their hands? Like, I know that they was, I mean, they had to force their way in or force their way out. If they shat in the Capitol and wiped it on the walls, one of those police officers got or a did, shitty shoulder. I mean, somebody's got shit on their shoulder leaving the Capitol. <laughs> the, big, the bigger question is, is, is that maybe maybe they didn't wash their hands. You drop trout, you're pooping in the Capitol. <laughs> are, you, are you wiping in the Capitol? Mm, are, you, good are you are you are you are you making eye contact with your fellow patriots while are you being saluted while you're shitting in the capitol are they saluting you there is so many so many questions, questions. that, that is need so to be i just i'm really glad i have someone to talk to about this because and i turned i turned on cnn every night since then <laughs> And they've never covered it. They've never, you know what they found that, you know what I love about how they're covering this is because they say, we found the guy that was in Nancy Pelosi's office. We found the woman that had Nancy Pelosi's sign. We found the guy that took the podium. We found the guy that had the Civil War, whatever. They don't say we found the guy who shat in the Capitol. They don't say that. And I'm, and and like (laughs) you, I'm tuning in every night. I'm like, okay, I need to find out who this son of a bitch is. Cause I'm shitting on right? his lawn. I'm gonna come in and shit in his house. I'm gonna wipe it on the walls. I am. 
I'm gonna wear gloves though, cause I'm a fucking American. I'm a human being. Like I'm not gonna. I'm gonna so now, wear gloves and wipe my shit on his walls. Like are you, you always, you, you always ask the questions, right? Right. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna ask you a question this time. I would love that. So we, we know that on January 6th, a man stormed the Capitol and shit the Capitol. We, we know this. <laughs> we know this. We don't love this. <laughs> we know that there's a legend called D.B. Cooper where a man boarded an airplane with a bunch of bank money and he jumped out over the woods in California never to be seen again is since they still haven't caught the guy who shit in the Capitol will he become a legend like D.B. Cooper um I am going to say no that's a really easy answer I'm going to say no because (laughs) no one else is as outraged about shit being in the Capitol than I am and I'm just upset at all the other news medias, Fox News included, Fox News especially, because if you want to be a real newscaster, you have to talk about the hard stories, okay? And I can't, like, insurrection is one thing, that's fine, right? Insurrection happens. But you know what shouldn't happen, okay? Is someone taking a shit in the Capitol and wiping it on the Capitol walls. That's the people's house, okay? That's the people's house. Storm it. Break some shit. Whatever. Go crazy. Uh, don't kill a cop. Don't hurt any of the cops. Blue Lives Matter flags. Uh, irony. So, like, don't do all that shit. Like, you know, get you got past the cops, okay? You got past them. You were in there. You're taking pictures. You're kind of impressed. There's some people that are like, wow, this is actually a beautiful building. Like, some people, like, maybe lost a lot of their anger once they saw how beautiful that place was. And they think about all the things that have happened in this place and all the legislation that's passed through, both things they like, both things they don't like. And they were like, you know what? Let's get out of here. Let's go. We're in D.C., we're in the nation's capital. Let's go to, you know, let, let's just get out of here. You know, like maybe Trump didn't win. Maybe the election wasn't stolen. Maybe he hasn't shown us any proof. Maybe he's crazy, you know, and they walk out. And then there was someone who decided like, oh, we got in the Capitol. We broke the windows. We stormed. I mean, we're in here now. Where's Nancy? You know, all that shit, right? Crazy people. And then there was one dude who's like, you know what? Now that I'm here, I'm going to take a shit. Yeah, that's, he's like, yep, yeah. <laughs> right next to Strom Thurmond statue. I'm gonna take a shit, and I'm gonna wipe it all over the walls. Right where there's a picture, there's a large picture of George Washington on like the Mississippi or something. And I'm gonna take on the Potomac, excuse me, and uh, I'm gonna wipe my shit on that. <laughs> what? And it's not the closest picture to where he took a shit. He had it like he had it in his hand. He was looking around like admiring the art with shit in his hand. And he said that one. <laughs> that's, <laughs> what? That's, what I was, that's what I was gonna ask. You know, as he as he squatted as he squatted there in the atrium doing his patriotic duty. <laughs> it's, it's literally duty. It's is disgusting. He, is he admiring the crown molding? Absolutely. There's no newspaper. He didn't have a newspaper because he would have been on the newspaper. There's no newspaper. So you know what he's doing? He's squatting and he's looking around like, you know what? How long do you think it took him to build this? This is these, these, these dome caps are just really, really impressive. It's like the Sistine Chapel. I shot in there too. Like what? What is wrong with this dude? Oh my god. Ugh. 
this motherfucker, I hope they find him. And I hope they allow people to like, I'm going to just meet him and be like, I'm not going to shake his hand because it's disgusting. But I'm going to, I want to meet this dude. And I'm going to say, man, I understand like maybe Trump won. Maybe Trump didn't win. Most likely Trump didn't win. And definitely he didn't win. So you have a different thing. The craziest thing is, <laughs> the craziest a different thing, thing you about were, is like, what, was he the first person that got in or was he like in the back of the line? <laughs> back of the like, line. The, the shit happened at 6 p.m. In, like it was almost did over. He, did, he, did he run in there first and pull his shit down? And that way, like when everybody else came in, he had to make eye contact with them? <laughs> was there already a group of people in there and then he just like went into the corner and like, you know, secretly took his pants down. Did he take like, a standing... Somebody, Let me just say this, man. I haven't shat my pants uh, in a very long time. But it's not easy. Your body... But your body doesn't allow you to take a shit without... <laughs> like, it's hard. It's not easy. It's not an easy thing to do to shit your pants. It's not an easy thing to do to shit in public. It's not. It's not easy. Okay? Because your body naturally is like... It has defense mechanisms. It's like, okay, you're not supposed to be doing this here right now, or at least in this position. So, my question to this gentleman, or or maybe this woman, guy, which this, is even worse, I'm, okay? This guy may be a hero, actually, now that we're talking about it. <laughs> and you know what's so funny is as I was talking about all the logistics in my mind, I'm like, that's actually quite epic. <laughs> I mean, First, I was angry, yeah, then I calmed right, down like, a little bit. That's that's a that's. <laughs> quite skillful to, to, to get in and get out they're not going to catch this guy I just that's what bothers me is that they're not going to catch this dude I just don't feel like they're going to catch him you can't you can't like DNA test that stuff I think they're going to they're going to just sweep that shit under the rug I mean, no pun intended and they're going to they're going to say you know what we're going to let this guy get away with it he won't do it again <laughs> you got you got to be able to DNA test him because you know that he's done it before oh so. man they're going to they're going to connect him to so many shittings <laughs> <laughs> so many, so many high-profile shittings. You know, the, the Capitol building, right, the Louvre, probably his state capital. Right. You know, <laughs> definitely the, his state capital. capital. Maybe his state capital once a week. Maybe, maybe his local Waffle House. You know, there's all kinds of. <laughs> oh, come on, not the Waffle House. You definitely should have been caught at the Waffle House. Everyone can see everything. You should have been caught at the Waffle House. How is he doing this? He is a monster. This guy's. That's crazy. With all seriousness, though, I think that I think that because Merrick Garland, Merrick Garland, I keep calling him Merritt because you know, like like black people say Jimmy Kimball. Like I just can't get the name right. I say Merritt Ambulance. I can't get it out. Merrick Garland. Okay, I keep saying Merritt. <laughs> Merrick Garland. <laughs> Merrick. No, it's Merrick. Um, so Merrick, he has been like what they did was they they stopped all of the investigation. Did you hear that? Yeah. They're slowing everything down. Because he wants to introduce new, I, I, and this is speculation, but I think he wants to introduce new charges. They've been charging them with a blanketed like you know, entering a public, uh, a closed public, I'm sorry, a private facility during like session, a closed session, they entered a closed session and that's uh, like a misdemeanor, class A misdemeanor, right? 
I think he wants to give them felonies. So he's slowing everything down. He goes, so I want to charge them with this. So we have to retroactively go back and start charging individuals. So we have to slow everything down. And that's a smart move. Because if you storm the Capitol and somebody dies, everyone should be responsible for that death who stormed the Capitol. Okay? So when they try to find the person who killed Brian Sicknick, I think they should say everybody did. And that's just my opinion because that's the law. When you break into a home, you break into a home and somebody comes to stop you, even if you're an innocent bystander who also walked into that home, like let's say you and I walked in, I didn't know you had a gun. And the guy says, hey, get out of my house. You pull out a gun and you kill him. We both would be charged with murder. Okay. So if we all break into a, the fucking Capitol and a police officer dies because of it, we're all responsible for it. Because had we not stormed the Capitol, he would not be dead. Okay. Um, so what I'm saying is slow it down, try to find out who killed him specifically, and then charge everybody with, um, involuntary manslaughter. Um, also, what I would do is um, work on charging Trump. That would be my number one focus. Um, because it's it's not so much him saying, well, you know, you got to fight like hell, the thing that everyone talks about. But when he said that he would march them down to the Capitol himself is what is what is incriminating. He said, let's all go down to the Capitol. I will march you down myself and did not march them down himself because he knew that there was going to be an act of violence. That, to me, is... Well, that yeah, he more... knew that, and then he also knew that he couldn't walk that far. I mean, you see him walking from the White House to his fucking helicopter during the presidency. <laughs> he looked like he was about to fall over. Or he didn't know where he was going. Just get the, the helicopter's right there. Like, just... Just, just get on the helicopter. He looked like he's, he lost a contact in the grass and he's like wandering around looking for it. He's a fucking bumbling idiot. Now, what I was saying about him before was that I didn't care about him for three years of his presidency. I didn't give a fuck. He won. I knew he'd win because the guy that, that I follow who has predicted everything since 1984, his name is Alan Lickman. He is absolutely amazing. Like his 13 keys are amazing. So once he said Trump was going to win, I knew Trump was going to win. So, um, I already knew it was going to happen and happened three years past. I'm like, whatever. But when he was in the debate and he said that Latins who come back to this country are the mental hand, the mentally handicapped who come back to the country in order to have their hearing to see if they can start the process of getting, um, citizenship or at least like a visa or at least a temporary state card. He said that only mentally handicapped people come back for those. And Joe Biden said, that's not true. That's not true. That is disgusting. Like, that's a stupid thing to say. I literally yelled out loud. And I said, fuck that motherfucker. (laughs) I was fucking, because I didn't care about him up to that moment. So then I did everything I could to to hate him out loud. (laughs) I went on Facebook. I was challenging everybody. I was not nice, right? I lost a lot of friends or a lot of people I talked to, which actually weren't friends. I only have two. So I was going at people. Okay. I was attacking them. You know what I mean? And it was because if you can support somebody like that, then I don't want to be associated with you. So to answer your question, no, I'm not a Trump supporter at all. I don't even like him. I don't even realize he exists because he's not on Twitter anymore or he's not taking up a lot of news. Speaking of news, did you see him? I just want to, I just, I just want to remind everybody that I jokingly asked that question like six hours ago. It was on my mind. 
probably the hardiest conversation we've had except you know we have yeah. a lot more to come um we're actually agreeing man like whoa like this is crazy and, um, and everybody get used used to episodes being six and seven parts long <laughs> no i think what we're doing because you don't want to call me every day <laughs> is we're trying to get as much of the news out on this particular phone call so that i can chop it up and release it at different times during the week so as long as we stay kind of somewhat topical and kind of vague at the same time, I think it won't matter. Like we're not, you know, unless somebody something major happens and we don't talk about that, and they're like, "Oh, this is pre-recorded," um, or if I say that it's pre-recorded and they listen to the episode and say, "Oh, I guess he pre-recorded," <laughs> like I just did. Um, <laughs> if I explain the process, then I'm sure they'll understand the process. Um, but. Um, okay, so who's who's going to run? Joe Biden will not be president. He's not going to run again in 2024. No. I think that he makes it to the end of his, pre- his term, though. I, uh, 100%. I agree with that. I agree that Joe Biden makes it to the end of his term. If he doesn't, I would be absolutely devastated. I love Joe Biden. He's my absolute favorite president in all of history. I love Joe Biden too. He's I love him like a like uh, he's he's a great human being. He's just a really good human, and I I've never yeah. seen a president be so human. And he's the most human president I've ever seen in my lifetime, and I think I in history. Um, but let's talk about the next ticket. Um, I I think Kamala's on that ticket. Um, but who's who's on the ticket with her? Um, you know, um, until you said who you thought or who you wanted, I actually didn't, that thought never crossed my mind, and, but I actually, I'll admit that I really liked that idea. Um, up until that point, I was, uh, a Harris Cortez ticket fan. Um, AOC? Yeah. Now, that would be a somewhat perfect ticket. Uh, I don't think that that is the perfect ticket. Only because I think progressives get shat on in this country. They do. I, I don't think it's a winning ticket, though. Because the idea of a progressive being the next in line for the presidency scares the shit out of moderates and Republicans. So it's even in, this yeah, own, in, I, in I, our I caucus, in our own caucus, our own, Y'all's caucus, I keep, okay, for the fans out there, I'm not a Democrat, okay, so, like, I know I keep saying we and stuff, but it's not, it's not me, I'm, just listen, okay, I'm just, I'm not a Democrat, <laughs> okay. I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm a Democrat either, as much as I, I just, I, I, I identify as being a progressive. Okay, so you're, you're a Democrat. So, what I, what no. I'm suggesting is, like, Democrats, Democrats refuse to admit fault for things. That's not true. What? As a non-Democrat, I think that that's not true. I think of Democrats as being ones that are like, ah, well, Hillary lost because of this, this, and this. No, Hillary lost because she was a bad that's candidate. An isolated, she put her up there. That's an isolated incident. I think 
Democrats hold themselves. Democrats hold themselves too much to what they think is the right thing to do, and not what the actual right thing to do for political and um, like they personal strategy. Too, too virtualistic. Right. They, of, exactly. You know, so let's let me use a few sometimes examples. Sometimes you have to throw punches. You have. They don't throw. Exactly. They don't throw punches. They don't. They block. They block and they weave and they spin and they block and weave and spin, but they do not throw a punch in return. This is the first time, this legislation right here is the first time they've ever thrown a punch in like, you know, like 20 years. <laughs> this is the first punch they've ever thrown and it helped so many people. And we agreed at the top of this uh, four hour conversation that this legislation is important. And they had to throw, they like, they begrudgingly threw a punch and then it knocked the guy out because the guy has a glass jaw. And they were thinking that this is the strongest dude they've ever fought. And they were like, oh, this guy's in his, strong as we thought he was. You know what I mean? Why would we even be dodging? Though, <sighs> even though some people are going to seize this legislation and say, oh, this doesn't do anything but... Gives uh, money to America. He just puts money in people's pocket. That's not true. It's not true. It does nothing but incentivize people not to work. That's not true. Which I think is which I think is stupid and is easily disproven. Yeah. Um, this legislation that was passed and signed on Thursday, I think, is the single most important thing that's happened in my lifetime. I agree. I really agree. Not even because of the the personal financial like. Um, I would say equalization that it, it causes, but there's still a fucking pandemic out there that this helps fund and like it, it gives it it really just calms the the necessity for major funding down the line to try to battle a, a pandemic that has already killed more than half a million people. You know what I'm saying? Right. So just with that aside, right? Like imagine if the Spanish flu in 1918 um, were going rampant and the government said, you know what? We're going to give you all the money you need in order to take care of this and to make sure that vaccinations goes and people vaccinations go into arms and people get herd immunity within several months. Had we done this when we first, when the pandemic first hit, then we wouldn't have lost 500,000 people. I mean, so with that aside, let's talk about like all the, the the particulars. It goes right to the pockets of restaurants and business small businesses that have suffered, right? It doesn't tax unemployment. Like when you receive unemployment, that money that you're receiving is being taxed. So the money you could be seeing to help your family in domestic situations is lessened by the taxes they take out of it. So now it's not going to be right. taxed until $10,200. So now people can save right. more money in their pocket from unemployment. But then now businesses can open and those people can find jobs. Schools right. can reopen so parents can go to work. Like it's all it's right. all it's a crescendo it's like a what is like a, a chain link, right? You can't right. get people back to work until you fix the pandemic. You fix the pandemic, you gotta get people back to work, but you have to have like schools open so the kids can go to school so the parents can go to work, right? Like you can't have one without the mm-hmm. other. And Texas old stupid ass is opening up without, <laughs> without any of those precautions and regulation that would say that these things need to be done before you can open. Now, I'm not blaming you for Texas opening up, but Texas is mighty close to Oklahoma. Explain that. 
So I will say that, in my opinion, excluding all the ne- <laughs> excluding all the negative things, all the obvious negative things that come with Governor Abbott's decision, <laughs> Governor Abbott deciding that he's going to open is the best thing that could have happened in Democrats in that state because it opens the door for Beto O'Rourke to beat him for governor. Castro. Castro. One of the Castro brothers. It'll most likely be Beto O'Rourke, but I I, I like the Castros as well. I think the Castros can be on a ticket for real. Like in the next like 10 years like next like not this term but maybe the next I think they I could told, be on a ticket I, it's, it's funny in, in um, Obama's re-election in 2012 mm-hmm. we're, we're sitting in a hotel room we had just moved here we were sitting in a hotel room watching the, the Democratic National Convention mm-hmm. and I believe it was Julian Castro who was speaking yeah and I told I told Aaron then that I thought he was going to be our first uh, Latino president. I, I don't think there's any Latino that could could out Latino <laughs> president. I mean, he would he would definitely be first in line as my first Latino president for sure. Like I, I don't I wouldn't put anybody Latino on the ticket other than Cortez. So what I'm saying, your ticket isn't wrong, my friend. I think that would be a great ticket. But a there's too much misogyny in the Democratic Party for that to be a reality there's too much disdain by the moderates in the democratic party for that to be a thing and the word progressive just scares the hell out of people i don't know why because this bill is very progressive <laughs> I, mean, uh, I mean it's a it's a super progressive bill that's why you don't hear too much from aoc like saying anything about it because it is the, the the primary functions of this bill are the start of the great things that the progressive the progressives want to do for this country, it's a very good start to the great things they want to do. Universal health care, universal income, it's all that stuff. Uh, I mean, all, like come on, the, these things. Like, if you don't want to make it easy for people to be millionaires, if you don't want it to be an actual meritocracy in this country, you have to have. If if you if you white dudes want to have all the control. Then you have to have a universal health care. Uh, you, you have to have a universal health care and you have to have a universal income. People have to make a base income to live. Everything they earn can be taxed. It's such an easy, it's a system that feeds itself. It's an amazing feeding, it's a, it's a self-feeding system. It's brilliant. I've never thought of it until I heard the term like from, um, not Tim Kaine. Uh, maybe it was Bernie Sanders or something like that, but no, it feels like it was somebody younger who said there should be, it might be Cory Booker, actually. He said something about a universal income. I was like, what is that? And he goes, that's where people, he didn't tell me this specifically, but he said that's where people make a base income. And they, they still work, but they make a base income, and the income that they make from their job gets taxed. The base income that they receive on a monthly basis is just reallocated taxes to those people so they can afford the basic needs, basic necessities. It's brilliant. Right. You know how much money the the United States will make if they did something like that? Because the money would go right back into the American government. Right. They're going to buy food and cars. uh, You know what I mean? Like, God, it's stupid that they don't. That was what Andrew Yang ran on. Yang, that's it. Andrew Yang. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the Asian dude. 
Um, and he and you know he's going to get the opportunity to try some of these things out. Um, he wins if he it. wins oh man, election. he's going to de- well now he's going to destroy Cuomo. <laughs> That's oh, a problem. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's um, going against De Blasio. No, he wants to run for mayor, not for he, governor. Correct? Yeah, he's running for mayor. Right, De Blasio. Yeah, he's running for me. mayor. Yeah. Which I mean, nobody likes De Blasio in America. I mean, I talked to I talked to Chef Tom who hates De Blasio. <laughs> so. I mean, he's as, he's as New York as it gets, uh, honestly. Um, but uh, you'd call him a Yankee, wouldn't but you? But yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. Huh? What? Go ahead. <laughs> Nothing, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I slipped. Um, but yeah, I mean, and there's, and there's for for countries who have, who have um, done pilot programs with universal basic income, um, it, you know, because a lot of the argument is, well, if we give people a thousand dollars a month tax-free to spend however they want, they're just gonna re- they're just gonna rely on that money, and that's all they're that's all they're gonna live on, right? But we know because there's data to, to, to there's data for it that in in countries uh, that have done these pilot programs for universal basic income, that poverty goes poverty goes way down and productivity goes way up because now people don't have to stress about certain things right Right. you know a thousand dollars a month for a single person or even a a household of two um that's food and utilities for an entire month that they don't have to worry about right and now you just have to worry now you just have to worry about your house and whatever else you want to do with the money that you make and my argument is i'm sorry maybe maybe you don't Maybe you don't take a job at that point that's so demanding, and you have more time to do things outside of work, and you have a better quality of um, life. Uh, work to life, quality of life. Um, because it's another thing as Americans that we need to start looking at is we have an unhealthy relationship with work. We do. We work more hours than any other country, right? We have a we have a, a forty hour work week, and most countries have like a twenty two hour work week. <laughs> I mean, right, on. and then and then we look at people we look at people like stay at home fathers or stay at home mothers as if they're not doing anything. But shouldn't those people have some sort of universal basic income? Because you're going to tell me that those aren't jobs, right? But that's not hard work that they're doing. That's literally the backbone of an uh, of an entire family unit. Without that, you know, you, they're the, they 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 keep the house clean. They keep people on schedule. They uh, essentially, uh, I would argue, in a lot of cases, do more than the person that actually leads to go to work. Facts. Because I mean, think about what we do in the industry, right? We're only taking care of the people who you know want to procure our services, right? I mean, that that can be touch right. or go. But there is a routine that a, a stay-at-home father or a, a stay-at-home mother would get themselves into that is non-negotiable. There are no sick days. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When you're no. with children involved. There are no sick days. The kids got to eat. Husband has to eat. Wife has to eat. Like, things have to be done. You know, the, the, the household needs to be taken care of regardless of uh, no other factor than the fact that it's just what has to be done <laughs> you know what I mean like now I'm a stay at home person I work from home I do most of everything I do from the house my uh, lovely girlfriend she's the one who's you know working you know like for the man right 
Well, she gets <laughs> she gets herself into a groove and she's you know clicking buttons, right? Well, I'm going, I'm you know cooking dinner, I'm arguing with you, I'm you know doing all these things around the house, making sure that everything is stable. And, you know, it's not hard, but it's also not easy, and it's definitely something that shouldn't be taken you know lightly or for granted. You know what I mean? So like, right. I, like universal. I mean, and and get this. So I know somebody who wants to get out of their relationship, and she's a stay-at-home mom, and she can't get out of her relationship because she's a stay-at-home mom. The finances she are connected, right? So if she had universal health care, like universal income, excuse me, she would be able to. She would not have to stress out about how this is going to happen, right? And I can assume that there's thousands, hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands of people in that same situation who are being taken care Absolutely. of and would would need a way to get out. I mean, I mean you know, it, it just, it's a, it's a brilliant idea. I, I mean, Andrew Yang, that's a really, really good idea. I mean, that's, um, that's something that I think I would mean, stimulate the economy, uh, economy um, and not be a detriment. The fact of the matter is, is it's already paid for, right? Yeah. You just readjust the things that we, you readjust programs that we're already using, right? Mm-hmm. You readjust, you readjust food stamps and things like that. And, uh, and, and, and it's already paid for. Yeah. It's, it, it's not hard, right? Maybe, maybe cut the military spending by seven percent. Yeah. I mean, that's I, that's just an arbitrary number that I pulled out of nowhere. But like, we we spend more in military in, in the military industrial complex than the next twenty six countries combined. Thanks. Twenty five of which are our allies. But what yeah. does it matter? Like. Way too much money. Way too much money. I definitely agree with that. Like that's, I mean, military spending. I mean, I understand upkeep and all that stuff, but you don't, you don't need to build more tanks and stuff. You really don't. I just. No. <laughs> I mean, military spending. I mean, I think the last time I looked at it, it was like five hundred eighty billion dollars in military spending. I think the last time that we that I visited it, it was when Trump was not wanting to sign the. Um, the um, the yearly budget because of the military spending uh, or the military bill because it was like seven hundred and forty one billion dollars or something like that, you know for military spending. it was the, it was yeah it was it was the um, it was the budget it was the budget bill that where he where they didn't want to give him the funding to build the stealth bombers but he was going to give them to the right but he was going to give them to the Saudis right and they were like nah Right. Or something like that. And yeah. He also was talking about Section 230, which is another reason he wasn't signing it. Which was an unrelated issue with the military spending bill. Um, but he was touting that as an ex- as a reason why he wasn't going to sign the bill. The Section 230 is about the internet, um, the net neutrality or something like that. Um I have to look back into it. I was this summer. I was so into the news, and I didn't do any podcasts about it <laughs> because I was so busy watching it that I wasn't talking about it. So I mean, it's just stupid. Once Joe Biden won, I felt better because I was watching because I was like, if this motherfucker wins again, we were literally going to go to Germany. I was. I had a passport um, uh, appointment, uh, an appointment to get my passport. Um, it was like October, like like right after my birthday, October like twenty eighth or something, and um, 
we were going to get the hell out of here. We are going to go to Germany. Because uh, ich spreche in the Deutsch. Uh, and I was going to become a full-fledged black German like Boris Kujo. And um, Lex Luthor. I mean, I thought, uh, you look German. Do I look German? Yeah, yeah. You look German guy I've ever seen. <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> uh, danke. <laughs> you know? Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm, just... I'm so stupid. Anyway, um, whew, yeah. So, I mean, the Cortez and Harris ticket would be great in theory. I, I don't think it's a winning ticket. The John Ossoff and Harris ticket is not a winning ticket. I, I'm admitting that. I just don't see any other powerful Democrats coming out of the caucus right now that could be on a Harris ticket. Um. um... I think a Harris Booker ticket would be good. No, maybe a a Buddha judge, a, a Harris Buddha judge ticket. How about that? I like I like Buddha judge, but I don't think anybody else does. Mm. Do you think we're ready for a black woman president? Do I think we're ready for a you said a black woman president? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think we're I think we're way past due for any kind of woman. That sounds. I like, think she's the. I, I think. I, I think she might be the right woman too. But when she ran I on could be her right. own, she got demolished. But she didn't. She never even. She never even entered in any of the uh, the actual races. She that's, pulled out way before the first. Uh, that's my primary. Point. That's my point. She pulled out then because she knew what she was getting handed. No, there's no way. Yeah, she knew. There's no way, cause she pulled out so early. There's no way, cause Buddha Judge looked like the ticket holder. No. What do you mean no? You you, you did. Sanders won yeah, the was, Iowa caucus. Uh, no. Follow me here. And Buddha Judge won the next one. But no, Buttigieg, Buttigieg no, 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 no. Stop. Black Stop. Americans was Stop. so small. Stop. <laughs> Sanders the won the Iowa caucus. Joe Biden won in South South Carolina. The map, the map map fell exactly like I predicted it, and you can even ask my wife about that. I would love to. I told everyone you try to keep her away from me. No, you keep your wife away from me because you know that we team up against you. You It was too easy to tell. You, I knew. Okay, so first off, you didn't predict Joe Biden before I did. There was like. There was like one black person in, in the entire country that liked Buttigieg. <laughs> what was, who was that? <laughs> I don't know. His name was Harry. <laughs> <laughs> so like, he was never gonna win. He, 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 when, when 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 the when the primary when the primary when one percent of the primary result in South Carolina and the Democratic primary came out and it was like Joe Biden ninety seven. Pete Buttigieg, one vote, like everybody saw. Terry, like, okay. Damn well, you, Terry. You, could, you don't have any friends, Terry? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know anybody else, Terry? You couldn't get anybody out to vote with you, Terry? Um, no, no. Okay, so I called Joe Biden one in the presidency in 2015 because, and I know it sounds crazy, right? Because I said the only. I thought Joe Biden was going to win the presidency in 2014. Oh, you're such a liar. Your life is... <laughs> I hate you so much. But no, I'm dead serious. I have a podcast on it. 
I said the only Democrat who will win in the Democratic primary is not Hillary Clinton. I'm sorry? No, it's been the same one. I've been doing this podcast for three years. There's only like six episodes left. I get rid of some episodes because they're not... Like, I talk about topics. So once the topic isn't relevant anymore, I get rid of them. And then I start over. You listeners have the back catalog, man. That catalog. That's I know you're the find. only. I know you're the only listener. And you want to hear how the shows evolve, whatever, whatever. I I get rid of them because I'm a minimalist. Okay. I get rid of things in my home I'm because sometimes only. it I'm gets. Not you're not. You're not the only listener. In fact, your your episodes have been doing really really good. So I have to crush you. <laughs> I don't like how popular you are with me. Because I know that's probably you that's making them more popular because my episodes do fine, right? But yours have been doing really, really well. And I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Um, Because it sounds like my viewers are agreeing with you because of the viewership. Like the viewership on your episodes are going up. And they're not like going up on my episodes. Right, like somebody who... (laughs) So tell this dude to shut up. (laughs) Why are you still listening to them, bro? I like what he's talking about, but I just don't like what he's saying. Right, like, shut up! Don't listen to them. Like, this is this is about me. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Actually, keep listening, y'all. Like, I'm not telling. Like, like That's a, seriously, a full, guys. A full stop podcast exclusive, right there. Right. The podcast is for escaping vanity, and that is it. You have no idea. So, I'm actually going to make a YouTube karaoke channel. Where it is me doing karaoke, but I encourage other people to send their videos and stuff. But it is, a, <laughs> I'm not like, like vain in the sense like I like to look at myself, but I do like to wiggle around on camera. I don't know. It's a, it's like a drug. Anyway, I'm plugging the karaoke, the Karma Karaoke channel. Uh, <laughs> while I'm at it, um, I don't know. I really enjoyed talking to you. I'm sure my, my lovely woman is hungry now since you cut into our dinner time. Um, I really appreciate you talking to me and hope we can do this soon. Um, next time it won't be on a Saturday. It'll definitely be on a Wednesday so that we can talk on a Sunday because I really enjoy this. I think this is good for, I think this is good for the both of us. Um, I think you are yeah, I, being, I love it. I think you're being humbled, you know, a little bit. Um, the same way I humbled you when I slammed your ass on the, the counter, um, the expo line. Again, again, um, that is not how that happened. I'm not, I'm not going to particulars because we've already kind of hashed that out. Um, but it's good for me because I get to help someone help themselves, you know? <laughs> A dancing right fooled me with trickery. <laughs> and surprise attacked me. I did not surprise. When I didn't even know we were fighting. Like you didn't. You came at me. You came swinging. We were talking about Tai Chi. Not true. And how he likes to stretch in the park with old people. <laughs> you said Kimbo's for girls, like a big bully, and you came oh. rushing at me. You said Kimbo's for Kimbo's for girls, and you rushed at me. And I said, Stephen, I'm trying to be calm and cool. This is my discipline. And then you take you took a swing, and I, you know, I had to fold you up, man. Yes, I'm sorry. because because. Because the guy who doesn't even yell at work took a swing at no, his I'm only friend you, at and, work. And this is for the viewers. Now, this is what this is what I'm not making up. Okay, when I 
pulled the move on Steven, everybody looked relieved. I mean, they weren't clapping. I mean, clarify, but they all looked very relieved. Nobody around! <laughs> they all looked really relieved. Yeah, like everybody. this. Every, I mean, everyone. Like, even our boss was like, oh, like, finally. Right? Like, um... First off, and when you would give the pre-shifts, when you give the pre-shifts, yours were so, like, so much better than everybody else's. I don't know why you didn't do it more often, but when you would give the pre-shifts, you were like Gordon Ramsay. you come in, and you'd be like, okay, this is the special. There's this, this, that, this, that. Here's the second special. This, that, this, that, this. And then you go, okay, have a good night, and walk away. We're like, what? Who was that? Who the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Did y'all get any of that? Did y'all write it down? Who was the main? Who was yes. the head chef there? I forget. I give. I gave information. I gave. I gave important information. I wasn't yeah. holding. Did you head have head. to use a British accent though? Because that was weird when you do that. A British accent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that just most seems like even, a, you're playing a character almost. Most of the time, I didn't even come to pre Huh? Most of the time, I didn't even come to pre They would have you to didn't. make me go to they pre-shift. Would, I know. I, obviously right because we'd be waiting for somebody to say something they're like no steven's coming and then we wait like 10 minutes and then you're like okay this that this that boom second one this that this that this boom this one that one this that what do you did you write that no okay i'm not saying it again you guys have a good night and then you walk away yep. and then you'd say you remember i remember all that shit but, but, I mean, you think about it, you became a manager I did. in that company mm-hmm. after my tutelage. I became a assistant general manager in that company due to your tutelage. Uh-huh. Yeah. After my, after my tutelage, you know, if I would have held your hand and been all like, well, oh, we got this, and it's a little roasted. No, I'm dead serious. It was you who endorsed me to become a manager. So... And then I left... <laughs> Originally, it was Rich Hilliard who who asked if I wanted to be a manager. I said no. Paul McGinnis pulled me aside and said, hey, you should be a manager. I said no. Once I started dating Michelle, oh, Polly Mac. Mac, right? Once I started dating Michelle, I went to Polly Mac and was like, so about that manager thing, how much do they make? He told me, and I said, I think I might be interested. That next week, I got an interview with Claude Anderson. After yep. that... Polly Mac was still the manager. He said, you know, we're just, you know, trying to see where you can be put in. But honestly, just do your thing around here. I'm going to be asking about you. You know, um, I'm going to make sure that you, you know, are doing think, the right things. I, I think Victoria was the manager. At she came. Time. Oh, yeah. So she was watching me like a hound. I didn't even think she liked me very much. So when... It wasn't specifically you, but you taught me how to make risotto. You taught me how to like sear and cook steak. You taught me like all these like base things that I was able to tout not not at the restaurant in question here, but everywhere else. So I really do appreciate that. That's awesome, man. I appreciate, I appreciate you. I, I wish you could teach me more stuff. I mean, you just basically kind of gave me the bare essentials and then left me to starve. You like left. <laughs> Where'd you go? Um, I left and I worked, took a job working for uh, Iron Chef Jose Garces in the restaurant he opened in D.C. Oh, wow. Um, and then from there, I went on to work for a neighborhood restaurant group. 
um, where I where I worked my way up and oversaw multiple properties. Nice. And then COVID hit, and they let me go because I make too I made too much money. As you and do. They, they did a uh, big salary purge, and everybody left. Um, and now I'm basically running this rich guy's business. Nice. All right, man. That's while, awesome. he goes, he while he goes around the country skiing. Skiing. Well, I hope he's not here because rich people don't like being called rich. So um, <laughs> I'm not getting you into any trouble. He goes, I'll show you rich, buddy. And then, you know, and that's my white rich guy voice. Rich, I'm only I'm only in the top two percent. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. no what, what I'm doing now, I really, I really, really enjoy. That's um, great. It's hard to explain exactly what we're doing uh, yeah. because it's kind of new when it's not. Uh, not a whole lot of people are are doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really, I really enjoy getting into the business. Do you want to plug of, anything? Of Can you plug anything? I mean, I never ask my guests to plug what they're doing because, like you said, um, very rudely, mind you, that it's a vanity project for myself. <laughs> this podcast is just a vanity project. But I would like you to, if you want to, promote what you're doing. Or... No, no, no. I'm not plugging nothing. I'm not losing credibility. What do you mean? Losing credit. Did you have any, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you need my viewership. No, I see. I mean, maybe it's like, yo, I didn't know Stacy was so, like, you know, smart and so, you know, intellectual. Like, he usually just talks about things, but now he's actually dismantling people on his on his show. Like, let's start, let's start watching on a regular basis. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. So I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go. Um, I'll talk to you soon, brother. Thank you so much. All right, man. All right. Talk to you next time.